It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the May 15th episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. want to thank you so much for making me a part of your day. And since Thunder News is kind of slow, we're going to be talking about the NBA as a whole. I know you come here for Thunder News, but don't worry, everything we talk about today we'll have an Oklahoma City Thunder tie-in to it. So it's not completely just about the association because we've got a great podcast in Locked On NBA that'll cover you that'll cover you 5 days a week with hosts from all around the nation. But today we are going to focus on the lottery coming up in segment number 2. In segment number 1, I'm going to tell you why the comparison to the Orlando Magic is all wrong for the Oklahoma City Thunder. That's the box that people want to put the Thunder in, is that 90s Magic team. Well, I'm going to dispel that myth in segment number one. I'm also going to tell you the one advantage, the one thing I see in Golden State that is better than what I saw during the Showtime Lakers, a team that I grew up watching and fell in love with, and that was the team that made me become a big NBA fan. So what is it that might separate Golden State From the Lakers, we'll tell you that. In segment two, as I said, we talk about the lottery. Plus, Mark Cuban said something very interesting about the Supreme Court striking down the law that only allows Nevada to control sportsbook. So sportsbook's about to open up everywhere with professional sports. And what does it mean for the Oklahoma City Thunder? What does it mean for Clay Bennett and maybe some of the other smaller market teams that are out there. There's some interesting news here on this. And then finally, in segment three, Adam Silver got threatened. I don't know if you saw this story the other day, but there's a guy that wanted to play in the NBA. He threatened Adam Silver. We'll talk a little bit about how far you are willing to go to go to get a job. You know, like what is what is the furthest you've ever gone to get a job? Hopefully it wasn't anything like this cat did. And then we will say goodbye to our own Fred Katz the original host of Locked on Thunder, who is parting ways. He's leaving Oklahoma City to head to Boston, so we'll say goodbye to Fred. That's coming up in segment three. That's the Locked on Thunder podcast for today. There it is in a nutshell. My name is Eric G. I did radio in Oklahoma City here for a few years. I also worked for another publication called Thunder Digest. I've covered the team for five years, and I'm also a credentialed member of the media. I want to give a shout-out, as always, to Chuck Cheney for allowing me to advertise the Locked on Thunder website, LockedOnThunder.com, and the Locked on Thunder podcast via the Thunder Digest Twitter account. And if you like what you hear, go to LockedOnThunder.com. We have all our podcast archive, plus video and audio from players and coaches in the Oklahoma City Thunder organization. Let's get right down to it and talk a little Oklahoma City Thunder basketball. Playoffs are going on right now. You've got Game 2 of the Eastern Conference Finals tonight. Game 1 of the Western Conference Finals took place last night. We'll talk more about that in a minute. But let's talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder because there's a lot of talk 
during these finals about a, a few topics. There's always going to be a few hot-button topics, like Brad Smith being the greatest coach in NBA history. Okay, I exaggerate, but there are a lot of people that think he's the best coach in the NBA right now. LeBron James and his legend continuing to grow. Golden State becoming a dynasty. And, and I kind of started thinking as I was putting the podcast together today, what is the Thunder's place in history? When we think about the Oklahoma City Thunder right now, a 10-year existence, what is the best comparison for them? And everybody always likes to talk about the Orlando Magic. They're so much like the Orlando Magic because they had Shaq and Penny and they went to the finals and they lost and they had a chance to come back and then Shaq took the $100 million to go out to LA and it's just like Kevin leaving to go to Golden State. Yeah, all that is fine and well. And I do believe the Oklahoma City Thunder 30 for 30 is going to be a lot of fun to watch and very painful to watch in some cases as well. But that Orlando Magic comparison is all wrong because there is no comparison for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Try as you might, and I don't know, maybe you're going to completely disagree with me on this. And that and that's free. I love it when people disagree because it opens up discussion. So hit me at G-E-E-H-S-O. That's one G, two E's, H-S-O on Twitter. And tell me if you think I'm wrong about this, but I don't see any comparison. There is no past NBA comparison that really does what the Oklahoma City Thunder are and what they have been justice. I, I cannot think of one where you had three MVPs on one team. Now, at the time, we didn't know it, but but I certainly Orlando didn't have three MVPs. You had Penny, you had Shaq, pretty darn good. But I don't believe that that combination was anywhere close to what Harden, Durant, and Westbrook were and could have been had they stayed together. You also didn't have the trading of James Harden, so one guy didn't get traded that sort of maybe upset the other guy who left via free agency. It is a soap opera unto itself whose story, and I've said this before, continues to be written. The Oklahoma City Thunder story is not done by any stretch of the imagination. And this year being one of the most critical years in Thunder history, and that's it's the only way you can look at it, and I'm talking about this offseason, being one of the most critical offseasons in Thunder history, certainly adds to its lore. The other thing I can't remember when you talk about an offseason is when has a team ever in the association had three offseasons in a row that were so dramatic, where you had so much hanging in the balance or you were trying to pull something together in order for your team to stay stay competitive? I can't think of one. Did a lot of thinking today. Maybe I should have made some calls to friends of mine that also cover the NBA and maybe should have reached out and people to, to people in different cities. But this is something completely brand new. And what we do so often when we talk about sports is we reach for context. We reach for comparisons and analogies. And we try and wrap things up and put it in its own little box so we can make it easier to digest when sometimes... There just isn't a right analogy or a right comparison to make. And that's what it is with the Oklahoma City Thunder at this point. And when all is said and done, eventually when Sam Presti departs or Clay Bennett sells this team, which we will talk more about in segment number two, then we can kind of look back on it and really appreciate it for what it is. And then we will be able, we will be able to discuss and tell the entire story. 
and Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden. The, the three guys at the center of this have three very distinct personalities and I don't think there's ever been three players in the NBA who have been like them either on the court or off the court. Maybe Durant, if you want to make that comparison to a guy like Dirk Nowitzki, that's, that's fair enough. But off the court, these guys were all so very different. And it's, it's something that as we as Thunder fans, as we're looking back on it or we're living in it right now, we are so close to the fire that it's hard for us to pick it all apart and put it in its proper context. So remember, the Oklahoma City Thunder story still being written. I promised I'd tell you something that separates the Golden State Warriors from the Los Angeles Lakers of the 80s, because I believe that that is the most fair comparison to Golden State is the whole Showtime Lakers, because they've got kind of that West Coast vibe about them. They're cocky. They're fun to watch, yes. I, they are fun to watch. Even as much as we hate it, they're a, they play some very just aesthetically pleasing basketball. But the difference that I see in Golden State compared to those Lakers teams of the 80s, because if Golden... Well, I don't know if Golden State's a dynasty yet. If they're not, they're well on their way to becoming one. But the one thing that I see that separates them is Golden State, at least for the last three, at least for the last three playoffs, hasn't seen worn down by the grind. They only seem to get better with the grind. And I can remember when the Lakers won it in, what was it? It was 87-88. They went back-to-back. They beat the Celtics one year. They beat the Pistons the next. By the time the Lakers got through with that seven-game series with the Pistons, you could see it on, on their faces. After winning that series, they were done. They were not going to win another championship. I had no hopes of that team ever winning another championship after that seven-game series. And I remember Pat Riley the year before making the promise that they would go back-to-back and then Magic Johnson when when finally the Lakers had conquered shoving a towel in Pat Riley's mouth so he couldn't say anything more. The Warriors aren't like that. They continue to want to be tested. They continue to want to rise to any occasion and take on any challenge that's put in front of them. And the one thing that they, I mean, well, one, you had Kareem getting a little older, but you didn't have a Draymond Green. You had a Magic, you had a Michael Cooper, James Worthy, Byron Scott, Kurt Rambis. There there were guys that had guts and were motivated and were emotional, but you didn't have a Draymond Green. And to me, if you're just looking for a player that completely separates the Warriors from everybody else, he's it. I hate the guy. As a Thunder fan, you know, sports hate the dude. But I can't say enough good things about him. He's a guy I wish the Oklahoma City Thunder had or at least had a player like him, somebody that just kept everybody in control. And I don't think there's anybody on that team that wants to win championships as bad as he does. Steph, eh, maybe. I think Steph, I think Steph is one and he's fine. Kevin's won his, probably would like to win a second. Clay's all right. Green is the one that seems to want this Warriors team to be compared with all the greats. And uh, one thing I'd like to get over in the NBA is all the Jordan comparisons because I know how it's going to go down. No matter what Golden State does from here on out or what LeBron does here on out, everybody's going to compare them to those Michael Jordan Bulls and they're going to have the yeah but. And the fact that Steve Kerr 
played for those teams, certainly doesn't help Golden State in those arguments. But that's one of the reasons why I dislike the Bulls so much. And I hated Michael Jordan because no one will be ever will ever be able to be better than those Bulls teams to certain generations, even if it is proven that LeBron is a better player or the Warriors are a better team, you're always going to lose that argument to anybody who's part of Gen X. So I like I am so over the Michael and the Bulls thing. I wish it would... If you talk about one thing in the NBA or sports I wish would go away, the Michael and the Bulls comparisons. And yet, I just brought them up on the podcast. Well, that was good thinking. Anyway, I'm Eric G. Thank you so much for joining me today. Coming up in segment number two of the Locked on Thunder podcast, we'll talk about the NBA draft lottery and where will OU's Trey Young end up? What is the best fit? We'll talk about that next on Locked on Thunder, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Give the folks at ESPN a lot of credit. The four-letter makes it fun for NBA fans to look at trades, look at the trade deadline, look at the offseason, look at the draft lottery. They started with the draft machine. Now you can click on ESPN and play the lottery. You can just hit a button over and over again and it will just keep generating all the teams that are in the lottery, and then it'll lay it out for you and tell you how things are going to turn out. I'm not real concerned with the Oklahoma City Thunder in the draft because they won't pick until the 53rd pick of the draft, which is in the second round unless Sam Presti wants to make some moves to get some draft picks, and I don't see that happening. Um, But then again, it is Sam Presti. And it's not wise for me at least, and probably anybody else, but definitely me, to underestimate the power of Sam Presti or even guess what this guy is thinking. I mean, we can do it, we can speculate, but somehow we're always wrong with this guy. So who knows? Thunder may absolutely blow everything up and then amass a whole bunch of draft picks and and, and end up picking a couple of times during the NBA draft. I don't think it'll happen, but it could. Anyway, go back to OU's Trey Young because we are a, a podcast that originates out of Oklahoma City and this is the one guy that we are watching from from the or in the draft this year, and I've seen Trey Young go anywhere from fifth to eighth. I think the highest is fifth, the lowest is eighth, and the best two fits that I've seen him come up with via this you know fun little draft lottery game that ESPN has is fifth to the Atlanta Hawks and eighth to the Cleveland Cavaliers. I love him going to the Cavaliers, especially if LeBron James stays. And if LeBron is willing to groom him and treat him better than he did Kyrie Irving and Isaiah Thomas and give Trey Young the benefit of the doubt and understand that this is a guy that was a teenager. Also, LeBron James has known about Trey Young for a while. Gotta throw that in there. LeBron has known about Trey Young for a while. LeBron could take Trey Young under his wing, and I think Trey Young would flourish. LeBron would do the wise thing about stick close to me, do what I do, here's how you act like a professional, here's what needs to get done on the court, off the court you need to do these things, stay away from this, don't go here. LeBron would be an 
excellent mentor for him. And being on a team that is most likely going to win early can't do anything but help Trey Young. Now, granted, he's already going to get a big-time contract from one of the shoe companies because they're all salivating over him now, just waiting for him to get drafted so he can sign that next multi-million dollar shoe contract. But another place where he could flourish early on, but you're not going to have the kind of success early on that you will in Cleveland, is Atlanta. You've got a coaching change. And Dennis Schroeder wants out. The problem is, is that Dennis Schroeder still owed over $45 million on his contract. And he has baggage. And according to guys in the Atlanta locker room, if you if you just Google it up, as Bob Stoops would say, Google it up, you're going to find that Dennis Schroeder was not the most popular guy in the Atlanta locker room. Seems like the Hawks don't want him. He doesn't want to be with the Hawks. But who wants to pick up $45 million for a point guard? That could be a great fit for Trey Young. You just insert him there, let him do his thing, and make his mistakes. Plus, that could be a landing spot for Carmelo Anthony if the Oklahoma City Thunder decide that they're going to buy him out. And I'm still interested. That is the... For as much as we are so focused on Paul George and where Paul George is going to end up this offseason, I am actually way more interested in the Carmelo Anthony situation because I want to see if the Thunder do something very uncharacteristic, which is pay a guy 20 plus million or close to 20 million just to get him out, just to get him out of the organization, or if the Thunder and Carmelo Anthony can come to some sort of agreement about what his usefulness is to the Oklahoma City Thunder. And that, everything you're talking about with Paul George, that is where all the drama is right now, is Carmelo Anthony, Sam Presti, and Billy Donovan. SCOTUS, that would be the Supreme Court of the United States of America, or the Supreme Court of the United States, decided to strike down a law that only allowed Nevada to have sports books. So yay, hopefully Oklahoma will have sports book and we can go out to the casinos and we can make bets on sports as well as everything else. I'll keep my fingers crossed because our state legislature moves pretty slow. Right, if you live close to this area, I Kansas, you know, if you think about coming out, you know, Kansas is probably a place to go. Louisiana will probably get it done first. I think Oklahoma will lag behind. Anyway, Mark Cuban says that this should double the value of professional teams and doubles the value of the NBA, which makes me wonder if you're in a small market and you're an owner, the value of your team is doubled. What better time to sell? And if you're in a Memphis or, well, I wouldn't worry so much about the Spurs, but think about in Oklahoma City falls into this. All those those small market teams in the NBA and places like Memphis and Oklahoma City they and Sacramento, those are the only teams in those towns. I First thing I wonder is, one, is there still an allure to taking a team to Vegas? And if you're an owner and you were to say, buy the Kings, who, by the way, have a new arena and I don't think the NBA is going to let you move them, from Sacramento, I don't think the NBA is going to let you move the Thunder anytime soon for Oklahoma City. Memphis, I'm not real sure about. But could you poach one of these teams and then take them to Vegas and build a monster there because it's a place where you're going to attract free agents? And that's something that we'll have to watch over the next few months. I I also wonder, for a guy like Clay Bennett, I mean, look, rich people get rich for reasons. They're smart. They, they don't sit on things too long. Is the Oklahoma City Thunder a passion project for him? Meaning, does he want to keep the Thunder for his 
his entire life or is he willing to sell it and part ways with it? And if he does, what kind of new ownership are we going to get here in Oklahoma City? You may be doing backflips about that, but I'm always a big proponent of dance with the devil you know. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. What on earth was this dude thinking? We'll tell you about Adam Silver and what he ran into next on the Locked on Thunder podcast. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Remember to uh, go to LockedOnSports.com and check out Locked On Celtics, Locked On Cavs, Locked On Rockets, and Locked On Warriors. That'll keep you up to date on everything with those teams during the Western and Eastern Conference Finals. And as David Locke has said, remember that the Locked On Sports Podcast Network is all local podcast every day from people that cover the teams, like Locked On Thunder. I cover the Oklahoma City Thunder. Speaking of that, speaking of guys that cover the Thunder, want to give a big, warm send-off to the one and only Fred Katz. Fred, I can't thank you enough for the time that uh, we had to spend together here. Uh, while you were covering the Thunder over the last couple of years for the Norman Transcript. You were also the first host of Locked on Thunder, but it will always mean a lot to me, Fred, that during a very rough period of my life and my career, you suggested that I take over the Locked on Thunder podcast, and I've been very grateful to you ever since. So thank you so much, Fred. I cannot thank you enough for that. I wish you all the best going to Boston. I should have mentioned he's going to Boston for MassLive.com to cover the Celtics. I wish you all the best. And knowing that you're a diehard Yankee fan, you're up there in enemy territory. So salute to you, Fred Katz, in enemy territory. Good luck. You're going to need it. But have fun covering the Celtics. Who knows? You're getting there early enough. You may be covering that team in the NBA Finals. Finally on this, and this is a weird note. I admit this is a strange note to end the podcast on, but this guy by the name of David Paint, P-Y-A-N-T, he's 27 of Queens, he was formally charged on Friday with aggravated harassment because he wrote a letter to Adam Silver saying, quote, you won't let me play, I'm going to come up there and kill you with my effing gun. Um, He has 13 previous prior arrests. I have no idea why this guy's not in the NBA. I have no idea if it has to do with the 13 prior arrests or the fact that he's just not good enough. But that's wacky. Look, I've done some crazy things to get jobs. Like I, like, I totally, and I'm not ashamed of them at all, especially in radio. Unfortunately, I can't give away all my trade secrets, but there's hardly anything I won't do to uh, get a job in this business if I want it bad enough. However, just because I didn't get the job, and there are way more jobs that I haven't gotten than gotten in, in this business, and that, that's the way, that's probably the way it is for every business. Your motto in life is that it only takes one. I've never felt the nerve or need to really threaten anyone that didn't hire me. I always had the idea of, hey, if you didn't hire me and we remain friends, then maybe you'll hire me later down the road. Ah, It hasn't worked out that way necessarily, but you try and keep those channels open. So Mr. Payne, or however you say your name, 
I would have done it that way. Hey, David, I know I didn't get the NBA job this go around, but if you just keep me in mind, if you keep, can you keep my resume on file and then call me later when you're looking for someone to play? I could be a good bench player. This wraps it up. I'm Eric G. want to thank you so much for joining us. We'll talk with you tomorrow on Locked on Thunder. We'll talk about the Eastern Conference Finals and the Western Conference Finals. Plus, we'll uh, we'll take up some stuff on the Thunder, put some historical stuff into more, more perspective. ELE, everybody love everybody, and peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.